Hey, this is James Gunn. You're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Is that right? Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has given away his pants and underwear as presents and is now stroking his North Pole in front of everybody. A man who still wears his Livestrong bracelet, Jeff Clark. Check out my Yule Log. <laughs> and transmitting to us from Santa's workshop, the bearded booger-eating elf known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back from the other side of Poofish land. Whew. Man. Quick update on that. My uh, my bal- balcony smelled real bad. Like the, the day after, I was just like, you know what? No. Not today, Satan. And I ignored it. And the day after that, I was like, you know what? I Let's get this shit cleaned up. And I opened the door to my balcony, and it didn't smell as strong as the day. But it still smelled like someone farted on a dead fish. It still, it still smelled like, you know, funky butt, like booty cheddar. Jeff. I don't know how long the phantom smells stuck with you after eating that. Uh, well, I eat a lot of strong and healthy food, so I was probably able to kick it a lot quicker than other people. But <laughs> I don't know if that science checks out. But I did taste it in the corner of my mouth until the next night. So we'll say I dealt with it for 36 hours, give or take. And it was gross. I could still kind of taste it, you know. Like I had a couple burps that were like, <laughs> almost like threw up after the burp. Crazy that you guys had such a negative effect to it. It didn't bother me at all. Well, you always were the strongest amongst us. I'm just happy the feedback that I got for that. It I seemed mean, like m- most of the Puminati was uh, stoked about it and felt like that I. Um, got punished for my stupid Oscar punishment, uh, my super Oscar picks. So if I was the, nervous that I didn't go hard enough. No, if the Puminati got half as much enjoyment out of watching it as I did, it's, you know, <laughs> our best content ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was sending Carl clips. I like, as I was editing it, I was rewatching stuff and just sent clips to my phone and was rewatching those. Um, if you're on our Patreon, there's like a little bit of bonus footage that we shot that got thrown up there. That's also quite enjoyable related to the fish. Um, and then this weekend, Carl comes over and her Swedish friends left behind like a Swedish cheese that they flew over here with. And it was like unpasteurized and absolutely delicious. So like I'm just sitting there eating uh. this delicious Swedish cheese, thinking about how Jeff suffered so bad with different Swedish food. Yeah, I pretty much have to ban Swedish food. 
moving forward. I'm not even well, fucking eat Swedish fish anymore. Yeah, don't. Are you gonna ban the meatballs too? I don't like Swedish meatballs. You know what? I've actually never given them a fair ch- try because I didn't want to like cheat on Italian meatballs. You've been meatballed. <laughs> Supposedly, been meatballed. actually, I don't know if this is true or not. You guys could probably help clean this up because I think, if I remember correctly, Shuddy, you love going to IKEA, but do they have a good uh, Swedish meatballs? Uh, no trip to IKEA is complete without me bringing home a bag of their meatballs and their gravy packets and making it for dinner. It is delightful. What do you, what noodle do you pair with it? Is that a, is that a, do you make like a beef stroke me off? So according to the way they sell it is with mashed potatoes. Uh, And as I am not a mashed potato, potato fan which i'm coming around to as i'm getting older i'm becoming more on the side of mashed potatoes Uh Uh how have you not been into mashed potatoes oh my god i prefer noodles or rice to mashed potatoes that's your starch that's my start those are my starch choices uh so i'm talking about i was saying we're gonna we're we're talking about this around uh thanksgiving time and um, either Paul or someone was saying are mashed potatoes the most universally loved side in the world and my brother also doesn't really like uh, Bill doesn't really like mashed potatoes that much so I'm, I'm coming Bill. around to them because every you know you know as you can see from Kevin's response everybody loves mashed potatoes so I'm usually the odd man out so yeah I mean mashed potatoes are basically God's come mm. You, you can you can double up in mac and cheese though if that's the case, Shuddy. And that and that's what I do. So that's why. Oh no! I got fucking. Are you kidding me? Uh-oh. Speaking of, uh, can you identify this by sight, Jeff and or Shuddy? Fluffernutter. Yeah, it looks like a fluffernutter. It is a fluffernutter. I got a motherfucking mouthpiece. So my G pen uh, just broke. Just shattered. What did you do? What did you do, Shuddy? It just it fell onto my rolling tray, and the outer cover just snapped right into a million pieces. Damn. R.I.P. I don't feel. I feel like we haven't had a a, a piece break during the show in a long time, if ever. Hmm. I'm gonna have to. Call the complaints department. <laughs> A.K.A. Boognish. <laughs> A.K.A. Boognish. Uh, Shuddy, can you give me screen share permission? So. Maybe. Um, w- last week. I think it was. You should have it now, sir. Thank you. Oh, it was it was after we had done. Jeff's surstroming punishment. And Dustin wasn't joking. He really did go in my bathroom and take a shit and say that, you know, it smells better in there than it did out of the bathroom because of the fish. And I think I'm pretty sure he left me a little present. It's not poop, but he left you an upper decker. Can you guys see this? He drew a dick. On the mirror. Yeah, so um, 
I have like a thing from it's like a replica from Big Lebowski, the mirror that just has the outline of man man of the year from Time magazine and then it says, Are you a Lebowski achiever? And it he must have just done that with his finger grease and drew a dick that would be aimed right at my face. <laughs> that thing's above my toilet, so every time I pee, I see my reflection in the man of the year thing from <laughs> Big Lebowski. And this time there was a fucking dick going to my face. I mean, that had to have been Dustin, right? That was Jeff. I, I don't feel like you're much of a pranker. No, I'm not. But that is a good one. Yeah. I'm not much of a dick jar either. <laughs> yeah, you're just a dick sucker. Oh, come on. Ah, oh, come on. I'm just making making a reference to your name, Dookie Boy the Cocksucker. Oh, yeah. It's all fun that's what everyone calls me. <laughs> that's what myself, Shuddy, and my mom call you. I mean, <laughs> Helen's the one that started it all. Oh, wait. That's, that's, that's bullshit. That's propaganda. Helen, Helen wouldn't do that to me. Dookie boy, the cocksucker. I thought we really bonded uh, <laughs> over Korean barbecue, even though she had some <laughs> blasphemous things to say about Tom Cruise. Good old TC. Yeah, she's not a big Tom Cruise fan, although she did love Top Gun Maverick. Okay. As she there's, should. There's, there's still time for her. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of food and Jeff Buttons, so we've heard a lot of buttons of this nature. What the fuck is a mammal? What was the suck doing? What the fuck is a manatee? And on last week's Patreon show, Jeff gave us a new one. You think I know what herring means? Because we kept talking about the fermented herring that he ate. And context clues be damned, Jeff still did not know what a herring was. <laughs> so, Jeff says, fuck context clues. I'm not doing work to figure anything out. Yeah. <laughs> not a fucking sleuth, a word sleuth. Uh, so, it kind of, you know, as per usual, it resonated with the Puminati. People are very pumped to hear that, and I'm very pumped to have this. You think I know what herring means? So you had never heard the term red herring? I have, yeah. But that's a that's a literary device, right? I mean, it's... I don't know, a saying? Yeah. So... You you like you've heard it. You know what a red herring is in the sense of yeah. okay. So you don't know what a red herring is, but you also it never prompted you to ask or be curious, like what an actual herring is. No, I probably just didn't want to feel stupid or look stupid, so I didn't. But I guess <laughs> I'm just comfortable looking stupid in front of my friends who are always going to throw it back in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That logic doesn't really add up, does it? But uh, that's that's the truth of the matter. Well, our um, our friend and Puminati elite member Tim, aka Ginger and Juice, that's the uh, snitch. Inspired it inspired a game uh, with him. So he made a list, and I think it would be fun if we could take guesses on whether 
you will know what other foods are. And it is a herring's a food? I mean, I know it's a fish, but I didn't think it was something. Well, I know now it's a fish, but I didn't think it was something people eat. I get, well, fuck. Yeah, fermented herring. I, yeah, I guess I did, huh? All right, fair enough. Keep going. So I'm going to text you and Shuddy the word. Shuddy and I will guess on whether we think you'll know it, and then you do the big reveal, Jeff. Okay. All right, so Shuddy. Word one is incoming to our, our group chat, our poop chat. Okay. Okay. I mean, word number one. He might not know it based on spelling, but he absolutely knows what it is. I think Jeff knows it on spelling. I think this will be a ding ding. I game. think there's a 25% chance he can't say it properly, but I think it definitely leans into more of a this is in his wheelhouse. All right, Jeff, what is the word? What is this food? It's uh it's bruschetta. And uh <laughs> it's like Italian pico de gallo. Right. <laughs> It's like a little tomato salad that you put on crackers or or like garlic bread. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We'll take. I kind of stayed away from. I was I was more of a shrimp cocktail guy uh, during the holidays. Fair enough. All right. Word number two is on its way. Shuddy, do you think Jeff will pronounce this? I. I'm going to have to say yes. I think he will. I think Jeff will say it right. I don't think Jeff knows what it is. Uh, I'm, I'll, <laughs> Jeff, can you answer? And then let I'm going to show my math after you answer one way or the other. I don't want, because my answer, my reasoning for thinking you know this, how to say it and what it is, might give it away if you don't. Okay. My guess is paella. That is correct. Okay. Yep. You want to show your math, Shuddy? Well, no. What is it? Oh, it's like a Spanish like rice, Spanish fried. Well, I think it's a Spanish fried rice or a Spanish rice dish. I think that's right. Right, Shuddy? Yes. Yep. And I was going to say that I think you know it because of uh, your past spicy relationships with with South American oh. women. Oh. oh, no. I actually think I picked it up during Crafter, uh, Jeff. Oh. All right. Well. And there's a frozen pie. It's shrimp paella at Trader Joe's that I, I've been eyeing for really years and I've never pulled the trigger on. I just figured that with it was something that you would have been exposed to with uh, your last ex. No. She never made paella. I don't think that made it down, its way down to Brazil. Well, well good thing you, you broke up with her because yeah. she made you miss out. She didn't treat yeah. you right. This definitely was part of the exit survey. So, yeah, she didn't give me fucking paella. Never had paella. I knew there was something wrong with you the whole time. 
All right. Well, speaking of Crafter <laughs> Jeff, word number three might be a giveaway from from that, but I'm still I'm still gonna say Jeff will not pronounce this properly. Shuddy, what do you think Jeff's odds are with this food? I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think we've rung him through the coals on this one enough that he has committed it to it to his vocabulary (laughs) he tries to say it at least once a day in a sentence so that way if it ever comes up again (laughs) here's your moment to shine jeff don't let me down yeah Uh, all right a lot of pressure i don't want to let shutting down mask perone (laughs) ow ow mask or pony Oh, that's all. How do you officially say it? It is not NASCAR pony. It's Mars Capone. Not Mars Capone. Al Capone, but with Mars in Mars Capone. Yeah, yeah, but there. uh, So the R is silent. Mars Capone. Mar M A R. Yeah, well, you said like Al Capone. Well, I you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're th- I think we're throwing mask- an extra R. Mascarpone? <laughs> yeah, Mascarpone. Did, did we all fuck it up? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know even know anymore. Now I... Okay. Uh, hold on. We have to go. We have to go- Uncle Google has to chime in with this one. Okay. Words of MSPH. Mascarpone. Mascarpone. Wait, this this motherfucker. Is it mascarpone? Mascarpone. Oh, the extra extra syllable. What? What? Wait a second! You idiots should be playing this game. It's Italian. Google said so. You could call it. You could call it manicotti, or you could call it manicut. You could say, if I ask you how to say mozzarella, and you said, mozzarella, are you in Mascarpone. The correct way to say it is exactly how it is spelled, mascarpone. I feel like every time we see it. I didn't overthink it. In MasterChef, though, they say mascarpone. Well, they're not really Italians, like me and Shuddy. Wow. All right. I don't know what just happened. We just broke the matrix. All no, right, we'll call, I won, and we'll, you guys are fucking stupid. We'll call that so, no, it, It's It's mascarpone. So, uh, like, if you combined all of ours, you would get a correct Wait pronunciation. A I wasn't saying mascarpone or mascarpone A. You're saying mass. It's. I mean, we're splitting hairs. This is the Buffalo di Mozzarella debacle all over again. <laughs> uh, but it's mass carpone. See, now I'm well, looking that's... on fucking Wikipedia, and their first uh, phonetic pronunciation of it is 
Mascarpone. And then there's like a uh, slash, and then there's an optional N-I, so it seems like it can go either way. So somehow everybody is right here. I'm like guineas.com. What do they say? <laughs> I love how like if you like you to go to this Wikipedia thing, it's like, all right, there's a word I don't know how to say. Here's how you spell it. Or here, here's how you say it. Okay. I spelled it out for you. Hold on, Shuddy. According then, to then, No, never mind. Fuck me. Go ahead, Shuddy. Well, I've only been trying to get this out for the last two minutes. According to pronounce Julian McKell on YouTube, pronouncing it correctly is Mascarpone. Do not say Mascarpone. Who made this guy the so, fucking king of NASCAR pony? So I was closer than you guys the whole time, and you guys were making fun of me. You might have been. All right. Oh, man. I, I, don't like, I don't like this game anymore. Fucking pussy. Right. send me charm. Shuddy, send me the words, and we're going to guess if Kevin's dumbass knows them. All right. I, I, I bet you I know this one, Jeff. Shuddy, does uh-huh. Jeff know this? Ooh. I think yes. If he hears it pronounced correctly, he will know what it is. Can he get there? I'm Are not quite right so can? sure. Uh, All right. Well, oh, I can get there. Get there, Jeff. Get it. It's year. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Greer? Gayer? Gayer? Gayer. I'm I'm saying gear. Oh, is that what they breathe in West Hollywood? Gay air? Could could be gray air, I guess. Ow. Ow. Isn't that like a Ow. isn't that a Swedish cheese? Or is it a French cheese? I think it's French. French cheese. Gray air, yeah. I think it is Greer, huh? At the uh, the risk of getting us canceled, I don't know how this is going to play out, but um, here is Ooh. the next word, Jeff and Shuddy. Uh, Gruyere is a Swiss cheese. Oh, man. What did I say? Oh, Swedish and then French. I meant Swiss the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so did I. So, Shuddy, do you think Jeff knows this one? Yeah, be careful what you say about. We want no anti-Semitism here. Hey, no I'm lead- a Zionist. I'll have you know. No leading the witness. I say yes. Shuddy, what do you? This think? is. Oh. I say yes. Say Oju. God bless. You dip God- your friend. God bless so you. you put your French dip in. It was you. And they serve it with uh, on, a, on the uh, side with prime rib. All right. All right. I think we'll allow it. Yeah. What's up, Ginger? You tall, goofy bitch. <laughs> all right. So. Kevin actually uh, spelled it wrong. Oh. Go figure. We got to put up with this asshole. Oh, yeah. Yep. Auto, it looks like maybe autocorrect got you. It did. And changed it from A-U to A-H. Yeah. It never it never gets me on something that I actually spell wrong. It takes something that I spelled right and changes it to something else that's spelled right. I feel like 
Someone needs to turn autocorrect on and off again. But, regardless, gentlemen, here comes word six in our poop chat. I say yes. Uh, Shuddy, what do you say about this? Yeah, I agree. Charcuterie. Yeah, I think that'll pass. That'll fly. On fire. All right. Will you remain on fire after word seven? Which just arrived in the poop chat. Mm. I'm going yes. Boom, point, point. Always bet on Jeff. What are you saying, Shuddy? Do you believe? Yes. I do believe. Jeff, do we have crudités? Say it again. Crudités. All right. <laughs> it was either that or crudites. I think that's what I called it first before you guys schooled me. So you actually helped me at this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like most of these things he knows because of of us raking him through the coals over it on Crafty yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I've already been criticized for mispronouncing most of these things, except for Mascarpone, which you fucking idiots don't even know how to say. <laughs> well, I was always just going with the Michelin star chef, Gordon Ramsay, would say, Oh, no, you have to make some mascarpone. I want that mascarpone fresh here on MasterChef. Maybe it's like a regional pronunciation. Could be. Um, Speaking of, I feel like Shuddy Boy is going to be a big ball buster on the actual pronunciation of this one that just came into the poop chat. I say close but no cigar as far as what Shuddy is willing to allow pass. I think he's going to get it. Shit. All right, well, Jeff, proceed to jizz in my face if you must. I think I've heard two different ways to say this. The way I say it's gnocchi. Doesn't some people pronounce it gnocchi? I would say gnocchi. That's my guess. Yeah, I mean... That, that's I, the close but no cigar that Kevin was pointing at. The the way that you you know how to say it but refuse to is the way I would accept it. So yeah. he covered both bases. I knew Shuddy was going to be a three-syllable Neoki and not Noki. What do you call it, Kevin? Neoki. Uh-huh. I call it Pinocchio. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I call it something I don't usually... No. I. I I don't think I've ever ordered because it's made with potato. Oh, Shuddy's mortal enemy, the potato. Yeah. Give me that wheat flour fucking noodles, please. Not that potato-based noodle. And we got a fucking regular Tony starch over here. All right. I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot. New word coming down the pike. I am torn, but I'm going to go no. Jeff will fuck this up. Shuddy, what do you have? I think he will know how to say it and what it is. Okay. 
I, I don't really know what it is, but it's it's pronounced meringue. Oh, Jeff. I mean, like, I know I've I know like what a I think I know what a lemon meringue pie is, but I don't really know what makes it meringue. It's the whipped egg yolks that are cooked, like the fluffy stuff on top. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know what that is. I know how to say it. I think. Okay. Yeah, be like whipped, egg whites and, again. whipped egg whites and sugar is what that's what meringue is. I just get bummed out because they always put lemon in it. And lemon is a vegetable pretending to be a fruit. All right. Three we have a lemon tree outside my uh, garage that's pretty clutch. Actually, I don't eat enough lemon to call it clutch, but my brother's girlfriend does. It's pretty sweet. She's got lemons growing right outside the uh, apartment. All right, we got three more of these bad boys. Gentlemen, if you'll check the poop chat, you will find the next wood. And I think I think Jeff's going to get this one too. I don't. All right. Well, Jeff, we're split. Who wins here? Or Derv? Oh! Damn! Is is that like a canopy? I never know, really. Whenever uh, in the MasterChef finale of, I think, season 11, where they did canopies before appetizers. Canopies are one bite. Or just one bite. But what's an hors d'oeuvre? Three bites, max. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes perfect sense, huh? Shuddy, did you think Jeff was going to say, whores devour? So it says that it's uh, typically smaller than a main dish and is often designed to be eaten by hand. There so. you go. That makes sense. I think Webster's got it right there. Two left. I think... And hors d'oeuvres aren't uh, considered part of a meal. They come before the meal, and then the appetizer is like the start of the meal. Oh, I decide what counts as a meal. So you pretty much got to eat it while you're standing up socializing. That's what counts as an hors d'oeuvre, right? Yeah, I mean... Sure. I mean, that's what I would consider in order of like if you're at a wedding and the catering staff is walking around with trays of Queef Wellington or, you know, I love a good Queef Wellington. I would argue, though, Shrimp. if I eat an entire serving plate of Queef Wellington, I just had a meal. But see, now there's there's two schools of thought on how you make that argument. Why would you paint yourself into a corner where you've had a meal and now you're going to be a fat ass and sit down at another meal immediately when you could just say, doesn't matter how many of those I ate, they were hors d'oeuvres. They're not a meal. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the hill I want to die on or that's, that's an approach somebody should take. But for the definition of an hors d'oeuvre being not part of a meal, if I eat I don't know, 17 pigs in a blanket. I just had a couple hot dogs. Well, I, I mean, I feel like that opens up 
the ability to eat guilt-free. You could be like, this isn't a meal. I can eat 17 of these pigs in a blanket, which, by the way, yeah, the arteries. best pre-packaged uh, pigs in a blanket you can purchase on the market today are the Hebrew National pigs on a blanket, pigs in a blanket. I don't know if I've had those. They're delightful. They are stupid expensive. Stupid expensive. For pigs in a blanket? For pigs in a blanket, for 32 of them, it is $18. Yeah, that's a little out of control. Yeah, for real. All right. Second to last word. It's in the poop chat. I think Jeff will say this correctly. I would like him to say it with a little bit of flair, but I think he can also say it correctly. All right, sock it to us, Jeff. Bullion. Mm. Bullion. Bullion. Ow! Ow. Someone help me Ow. out here. Someone grade me. Am I doing it right? I mean, I would say because we have to take your first answer. This is, in fact, uh, on the same level as Jeopardy. So we have to play with the same amount of integrity. And uh, the L's are silent. They're like a Y. Right, Shuddy? Are they? Is that what you're going I thought for? he said it correctly. Booyan? Boolean. Sounds like Shuddy's being fairer with the grading than you. Are you Googling it, Shuddy? It's bull yan, like wool, but with a B. So So the L's aren't oh a Y? The L the, one L is an L, the other L is a Y. Man, I'm failing this game. I did worse at this game than Jeff did, I think. Yeah, glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> but I wanted him to say it like bouillon. Like I wanted him to say, put throw a little real French twist. Like, yeah. Ha ha. All right. Well, the next word that I or Jeff might fuck up, which is the final word of the game. Shout out to Ginger and Juice. Here it comes down the poop chat. I say no. But then again, I could say it wrong. Shuddy? You definitely spelled it wrong. So there's that. There's I, no you at the end of that word, Jeff. Well, that is that's how Ginger and Juice wrote it. Uh there's no you. I would say tap, tapinade, or tapinade. Tap, I'll go. My official guess tapinade. I mean, <laughs> how do you say it, Kevin? I agree with Jeff. I mean, I really, I was really hoping he was going to c- commit to tapinade, like it's some sort of um, French Gatorade. You guys are missing a syllable at the end. Oh, okay. Is it the E? 
Is it, it is ta- the E. Tapanadi? Tapanada. 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 Yes. Oh, okay. So the French pronunciation appears to be Tapanade. And then what the fuck? All right, Jeff, I need your help with this word because you're you're better at pronouncing things than me. What is O-C-C-I-T-A-N? O-C-C. O-C-C-I-T-A-N. Ossetan? I don't even know what word you're saying. I don't either. Or spelling. That's that's how they they that's where on Wikipedia where it says the that where you say it tapanada is Ossetan. Oh, it's a Romanian language. Why the fuck would I want to know that? All right, so if we're, pronouncing, if we're pronouncing it tapanada, that is the Romanian way to say it, and the French is tapanade. This game broke my fucking brain. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. It's making me question some things. Tapanada. Did we just expose that the three of us are bing boings? Well, I was known to be a bing boing, right. but I think you guys just outed yourselves. <laughs> All right, according to Julian. Oh, my God, just. You think I know what herring means? What the fuck is a manatee? The fuck is a mammal? What was the so? It's. I'm listening to this. How to pronounce it correctly? And the the in the French, the D is is pronounced. The D is real hard. Tapenade. Real hard. So it it's has a, like it's a real hard it has, D. Yeah, it's a it's a real hard D. So it's tapenade. How, how erotic! And so that's why you have that duh sound in the pronunciation tapenade. It's an echo of the hard D. Yeah, it's that hard D coming back at you. All right. Well, I think it's fair to say that we lost this game and the Puminati won. Let's hope. I'm yeah. sure RC is going to have something to say about it. No way. That guy doesn't chime in about everything. Uh, I was looking through some of my um, letterboxed stuff because I don't go as hard oh. on Christmas movies as I do Halloween movies. What's up, Shuddy? Real quick, update. Brugnish is looking into getting me a replacement part. Exciting. So, G-Pen... Customer service, second to none, guys. Second to none. I cannot recommend it enough. Well, be sure to f- to fill out a um, a customer feedback card and give give Boognish some some high praises. I'm gonna give him a Google a good Google Google. Yeah, right over there. Google Shady. review. So Five anyway, stars. Um, as I was saying, I was like, I was realizing that when. Halloween is rolling around. I watch a fuckload of horror movies, good and bad. 
But when Christmas rolls around, I tend to watch Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, um, Die Hard, even though I've conceded it's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas, which if you want to get nitpicky, not exactly the same. But I still watch it around Christmas. Um, and Scrooged. But there's there's like only a handful that are like must-watches every year. Christmas Story. Um, I don't even know if I count It's a Wonderful Life because it's more of a New Year's movie How than a feel? Christmas movie. How do you feel about Bad Santa? Bad Santa is a good one. I haven't watched it in a while, but a solid one to throw in the rotation. I do like that new one, 8-Bit Christmas, that's on HBO Max. I've watched that a couple times now, and that one's really good. Uh, I have a, I feel like Christmas movie time is more about nostalgia for me sure. Elf, than Halloween Elf. time. Like, like Halloween time, it's kind of like, let's just watch as many as we can, and there'll be some, like, that you watch every year, right? Yeah. But Halloween, you're more willing to dip your toes into the unknown. Sure. Yeah. And take a flyer because 75% of horror movies aren't good to begin with. So you're not, but when you have heavy hitters from our childhood, home alone and Christmas vacation and even elf, cause that came when we were still, very juvenilely minded. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think they're they're doing. It's like the twentieth anniversary or some shit. Yeah. So, so like we were pretty barely, we were barely adults. Like we're you know, we have we go to the ones that we know. Sure. At Christmas time, and don't adventure so so much. Like another one that I, I not, would watch if it. I like, think the most. Last year was the first time I watched like a current release Christmas movie in I couldn't tell you how long. Which one? Uh the one with David Harbour. Oh yeah, Violent Night. Yeah. That was cool. Violent Night was cool. But I only went to see it after like three people had went and saw it and gave it good mo- like when you when you came back and gave it your stamp of approval and said that it was a much more violent home alone. That's what it took to get me into the theater. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like a lot of stuff, there are endless Christmas movies that exist. And I think the reason so many people take a crack at it is because, you know, movies like a Christmas story and elf and, you know, home alone, they, they clean up on getting aired regularly on TV and, you know, the fucking Christmas story with a 24-hour marathon. And, like, I remember, I've said this on the show before, but when I was working on the Stern show, Artie played the mall Santa in Elf. And he's only in that, like, one scene. And he calls Elf his yearly Christmas bonus. He was like, every year I get this fat, fat paycheck from Elf residuals. So I can only imagine what, like... You know, Will Ferrell gets yearly from Elf and Zoe Deschanel and like So everybody I think wants their chance to catch that lightning in a bottle and maybe we can be join the ranks of people get that get a massive Christmas bonus every year from residuals. 
So, Julie uh, Claus on Letterboxd has compiled a list of over 8,200 Christmas movies on Letterboxd. Updated as recently as nine hours ago. Holy shit. Let's see if the... The most recently added to was... There's something in the barn, which has Martin Starr in it, and then I like Martin a Star. bunch of uh, Norwegians, it appears. An American family fulfills their dream of moving back to their roots after inheriting a remote cabin in the mountains of Norway, but there's a surprise waiting for them. Hmm. Available to rent or buy on Amazon, Apple TV. That's... A, so that's a straight release. Like that's not a straight release. Like that's just went to streamers and nowhere else. Yeah, I mean if you if you look on any streamer in their Christmas category, you scroll like four movies and then you're just in the abyss of like you know, a, a Mario Lopez Christmas or I got a talking gerbil for Christmas. Just like the most asinine ridiculous shit Hallmark Channel bullshit, stuff that nobody has watched and never will watch. And I've, I'm going to watch one of them tonight. And it's because. What are you watching? Letterboxd has a thing where if you complete a series, like if you watch all, if you watch Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, there's like a milestone in your all time stats that says, like, you know, uh, completed. And that'll show up in there and it'll be like, it's the. The fucking Back to the Future collection or the Die Hard collection. So there's one called the Home Alone collection. And I think last year, I must be because I hate myself. I watched Home Alone 3, which was awful. Obviously, Where they, do you f- they couldn't get Macaulay Culkin back. So they got a new kid who is, it's not even the McAllister family. It's just the same story with a different family. And included in the Home Alone collection is Home Alone 4. So in order to be a Home Alone completionist, tonight I'm going to watch Home Alone 4 on Disney+. And... I don't know if I'm going to be able to make make it through it without pulling out my grundle hair. I feel like it's a real what the fuck did I just watch type of movie. Speaking of, shameless plug on our Patreon, episode 101 of what the fuck did I just watch. I got to sit in with Shuddy and Dom for Shuddy's new favorite movie, Love on a Leash. Which I I still don't think he's forgiven me for. I, you know what, I've been so stressed out over the last few days, I forgot how much I hated you. (laughs) So thank you for reminding me. Thank you. Um, so I just, you just made me aware of that collections section on Letterboxd. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's Uh, interesting. You learned about movies that never existed. The only thing I've completed is the Rambo collection. That's it? That's your only one? Well, I mean, it's the only one that I've logged all the movies. Like, I've seen all the Rocky movies. Oh, I but you haven't... Obviously, you haven't... I obviously haven't 
marked them all as watched. Uh, but the only things that are hanging are the Evil Dead collection, the Godzilla collection, and the Spider-Man Avengers collection. So, which I've, again, I've seen all of those. Yeah, I mean, I looked at mine and the top of the almost list. So I kind of figured since I've seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective and Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, that meant that I have seen every Ace Ventura movie. But apparently, there is Ace Ventura Jr. Pet yes. Detective. Yep. With like uh, a little like... He can't be good. Heavier A little kid. pudgy boy. Yeah. Which doesn't look like it's available anywhere and has, has a rating of 1.5. Uh, I've I've like I've used this to learn that quite a few movies that I never knew existed actually do, in fact, exist. And I don't know why I'm fucking doing it to myself. I get it must be the self-loathing, but I'm gonna I'm watching that fucking Home Alone four tonight. It's like I didn't know three different kids starred in. Well, they don't even count the the newest one. There was like Home Sweet Home Alone with the kid from Jojo Rabbit. For some reason, that does not fall into the Home Alone collection. But I'm going to watch that stupid piece of shit. And if you follow me on Letterboxd, you'll see my most likely inevitable inevitable half-dick, micro-dick scoring of it. I don't know, like, do you guys ever take chances and like, alright, I'm going to watch some random deep-cut Christmas movie just to put a Christmas movie on? Absolutely not. You just I thought about it. Yeah, there's a bunch of like random options I haven't seen in um on HBO Max's like library. And I'm much more likely to watch those than like go on like a, a horror movie spree during Halloween. But especially because I I do think even like bad Christmas movies are pretty good because it does have that nostalgia and just that wholesome feeling to it. And I found out that I actually like bad Christmas movies or their movie Christmas movies. I thought were good that you guys thought were bad. And that surprised me like specifically jingle all the way, which I'm a little confused about. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch trapped in paradise if that's streaming somewhere, but it, it never is. I really like that one. Uh, it's Nick cage, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey are brothers and they're bank robbers, and they rob a bank in a small town and get stuck there by a series of unfortunate events. And they have to spend Christmas with the family that owns the bank that they robbed. Uh, I was thinking of the, goofy, uh, but I enjoy it. The other Nick Cage movie was a Family Man with Don Cheadle. Man, I watched that a couple years ago. Whoa, it's a weird one. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean. P. Leone, who's a fox. Yeah, she is an utter she knockout. She's naked in anything? She's so hot in that movie. I don't know, but um, John, everything. Skip ahead a couple seconds if you if you don't want Family Man spoiled for you. But holy shit, dark for a Christmas movie. He goes to like an alternate universe where he ends up with the love of his life that he let slip away, finds himself having a family with her, and then falls in love with these kids in this new dimension and then goes back to the regular dimension 
and they are they do not exist. Those kids are gone. Like and it's never really addressed. I feel like anybody with a functioning heart who falls in love with their children and then goes back to a universe where they no longer exist would be like, "No, my kids are gone." But he's just like, "Man, Tia Leone's hot. I'm going to go. I'm going to call her." That's just how it ends. It's so weird. All right. Yeah, he's like, "I I got the the hot chick without the fucking kids holding us down <laughs> but he like fell in love with the kids it's so fucking weird anyway um well okay how about this one jeff so when i was visiting my family over thanksgiving the obviously like r- the day after thanksgiving is when all the christmas movies are the number one on all the streaming services and prime had christmas with the cranks oh as like a, the number one movie, and I was like, "All right, anybody see anybody in the room seen this?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "All right, what do you think? Should we give it a shot? Watch a Christmas movie that none of us have seen?" And we put that's it on. the one with Jamie Lee Curtis and Matthew Broderick, right? No, no, it's um, it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen. I think oh, the that's Matthew, what I meant. The I Matthew don't... Broderick one is one with him and Danny DeVito. Yeah, I confused those two movies together. I have seen both of them. Christmas with the Cranks. Yikes. Rough. Tough movie to make it through. And weird premise. They're basically just like, Uh, we blow so much money on Christmas every year. Why don't we save that money? I crunch the numbers. Here's how much we will save. And we'll take this money and go on an awesome vacation. And it's like, all right, that seems reasonable for... Two parents with an empty nest? Sure, fuck it. And the entire neighborhood comes at them like they're child molesters or something. Like Dan Aykroyd wants their fucking head. Again, strange movie. Christmas movies get fucking weird. Well, either way, Jeff... I know you have some movie, non-Christmas movie ranting to do, right? What? Didn't you uh, well, I wanted to bitch about the Killers of the Flower Moon, but we don't have to do that anymore. Shuddy still hasn't seen it. People are still watching it. They're still advertising for it because they uh, are making a push for the Oscars. But no, I thought that movie was fucking terrible. Did you, did you micro-dick it? I, mean, I, I don't like remember it, scoring it last week. I think I, I think I will give it a one. Yeah. I mean, giving a micro dick movie, giving a micro dick to a movie that has De Niro and Leo. I mean, they were still good in it, even if you didn't like the movie, right? Yeah, but that's got to buy you an extra half dick, right? Yeah, I got him a half dick, and then my <laughs> respect for Martin Scorsese got him another half, and that's where I stopped. <laughs> Oh man! I stop at one dick, <laughs> and even that's too much for me. Well, I did. Did you go and see another movie with your brothers this week or last week? Uh, I saw. I've I've seen two movies that I can review. Um, one of which was Godzilla minus one, which falls um, under the um, Jeff C. Tit no tit. Oh, yeah, no tits. So that. Took it down at least one and a half stars, especially when there was a cute Japanese couple, cute Japanese chicks. 
who are desperate that could have shown their new gatos. Just like Flash but, Godzilla, like, please don't step on me here. Look at my new gatos. Well, I mean, there was kind of a love story going on there. I don't know. They couldn't have a pork ever. Not in the year or however long they were they were rebuilding a Japan and a family and a little support system. They could have, but so Godzilla, like, Godzilla might have heard them pork and gotten angry. It's true. What, what was that movie rated? PG-13. Yeah, I guess you can't do a tit there. Used to be able to. I mean, used to be able to show Nugatos in PG movies. As wild yeah. as that sounds. The good old days. <laughs> but I, I just didn't like it as much as everyone else did. My brothers really, really enjoyed it. I know you really liked it. It was good. It had good special effects. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not into the whole like reboot thing or... Yeah, reboot thing. But I would give that one only like three star. Or I'd suck three Godzilla dicks. I mean, those are big dicks. Godzilla's probably got a big dick. Yeah. And um, I was bored Friday night. Or Yeah, I think it was Friday night. Um, no, Saturday after after the NBA in-season tournament championship. So I watched that that new Netflix movie, Leave the World Behind. Oh, Yeah. I saw that's like Have the you number seen one movie. I haven't, but it's it's I mean a Julia Roberts movie, right? Yeah, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, um, directed Kevin by, Bacon's in it. It's directed by Sam Esmail, who did Mr. Robot, which I fucking loved. I loved Mr. Robot. Yeah, I jumped off of Mr. Robot after the first season. There was just too many twists and turns for me to keep up with it. I was wondering, I was trying to place that guy because I thought I knew that name, but I didn't remember what movie he did. But Mr. Robot, okay, good to know. Um, I don't know, most people didn't really like Leave the World Behind, I, I gather. Um, or at least my brother, I told, I asked him about it and he said it wasn't getting rev- good reviews or it wasn't getting well-reviewed by the people he ch- whose opinion he trusts. But I don't know, it, it, this, this is a tough one for me to review because... I thought the premise was cool. I thought the story was cool. And I thought the acting was really good. And the way they built the tension up, it really like got me into the world that they built, but it was so incomplete. Like it, it almost feels like it needs, it needs to be a show and not a movie. Cause it went two hours and 20 minutes long. It didn't feel long at all, but it just wasn't, just wasn't complete. Like you don't really know what happened or like why the characters are in a post-apocalyptic world or heading in that direction. So there was just a ton of loose ends. There was like all the characters were cool. And I, again, I really kind of like, doesn't make sense because the story was incomplete, but I really liked the story from what we got out of it. And I just wish that they did more of it. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like the three of us have kind of been on the same page sometimes with these straight-to-Netflix movies that don't really do so well with the critics. Like, I feel like the three of us enjoyed Bird Box. Yeah, I didn't see Bird Box. Oh, well, Jeff and I enjoyed Bird Box, even though that got shit on. Uh, I think Extraction got shit on by the critics, and we liked that one. 
And what was the uh, Motley Crue movie? Oh, The Dirt. I thought that was really good. I don't know. I don't remember what the critics thought of that one, though. I enjoyed The Dirt. That was good. Yeah. So, I don't know. If, if you enjoyed this one, that is probably going to be enough to push me to watch it. Because I love Mr. Robot, so I want to see what, what, what other stuff this guy does. Like, all right, so let me, let me just tell you this. You're probably going to end up disappointed. Because most of the people that I uh, whose reviews I read were disappointed, and it's a very obvious like everyone should be disappointed in the end. But I think you'll kind of get what I'm saying. Where it was like it was cool. It had me. It had me the whole time. It really did. And Mahershala Ali is a fucking beast. Yeah, I agree. like everyone. Everyone acted their ass off in it, and I was I was I was locked into the story the whole time. I just felt like I just. I don't know. It was only we only got like twenty five or thirty percent of the way there, so I, hopefully you can check it out because I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I, I've kind of become one of those guys where if I enjoy the ride, and then you reach the end of the movie and not everything is tied up with a neat little bow, I'm still into it. Like, uh. I don't know. This is kind of tap dancing around spoiler land, but there's there's a movie that Carl and I both went and saw recently that we both really liked, and she was kind of bummed out that something, the main premise of the movie wasn't explained, and I was like, you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it that it was kind of just like an enigma, something that kind of just came and went and happened, and you don't get an explanation, like um, and like the like the James Gunn, oh. Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead remake. You know, they never explain how zombies happen, why zombies are there. And if it kind of happened that quickly in real life, if society falls that quickly, you're not getting an answer. So the survivors don't know why there's zombies all over the place. So as long as I enjoy the ride, if everything's not explained to me and laid out, I can still give that... Uh, you know, the initial amount of dicks I was planning on sucking. So how many Julia Roberts dicks would you suck? I'll go... I'll go 3.25. I liked it a lot more than Godzilla. It just was so incomplete that I have to ding it a lot of points. Fair enough. Uh, Carl and I did go to the the theater. Uh, she hit me up on Tuesday, which was like the the two year anniversary of my dad dying, and being like, "Hey, I know you're sitting at home, you know, but uh, going to a movie take your mind off things." And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, yeah, let's go see a movie. Let's go get like a Tuesday night discount movie." And we went and saw Saltburn. What the fuck is that? I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Uh, nope. So it's kind of like an indie flick, I guess, with the guy who was in Banshees of Inishirin, uh Barry, so Barry, Barry Keegan or whatever? Yeah, I, I don't know if his name is Keegan or Cohen, but the Irish dude who, you know, if he's showing up in a movie... You're going to see some fucked up shit. And in Saltburn, boy, do you see some fucked up shit. Like, 
so fucked up to the point where it turned off a lot of audience members and critics because <laughs> it it goes hard and like I didn't even I, like I've I haven't really gone to any of the um, like if you're AMC member or whatever they give you those deep discounts on Tuesdays and I've never really taken advantage of it and it was a fucking packed house for a Tuesday night of kind of like a not that well-known movie theater was pretty much sold out and people were having very visceral reactions to what was happening on on screen two two scenes in particular got had people like burying their faces and their elbows and going like oh shit and it got i mean it, it it got an applause break when the movie ended so people were pumped but it will show you things that you're very surprised that you're seeing in a movie and it's it's basically like it takes place in the mid 2000s and Barry Cohen's character is going to Oxford and he's weird and squirrely and kind of an outsider and the super rich ultra cool kid on campus he becomes like infatuated with them and then they live at this place Saltburn which I guess is a real place where British lords live or some shit I don't know. It's like a big castle looking motherfucker. So he goes and stays there for the summer, and it's just weird shit on top of weird shit on top of weird shit. And I will put a disclaimer out there. It is not a Jeff Clark movie. That's for God. Thank you. Thanks for saving me time on that. <laughs> but if you like movies that go out there and get ultra fucking weird, I thought it kicked ass. The, the dude that played Elvis in the Priscilla movie, he was like the rich, cool kid that everybody wanted to hang out with in it. It is, it was fucking twisted, man. But I kind of like my movies twisted, so. I ended up sucking four salt burn dicks. Again, if you align yourself more with Jeff in movie watching terms... This will not be a four-dicker for you. Um, what would you? What would be the Jeff uh, rubric or uh, conversion chart on this one? It would probably be a one-dick or lower. Because <laughs> microchub. Yeah, there's some there's some weird sex stuff that would probably rub you the wrong way. Oh, oh. I don't know. Sex elbows, <laughs> so they're steadies. It's not bestiality, right? Come on, Kevin. No, no, no. Like there's no bestiality, shit. and I don't think there's any. There might not be any nugatos in it, but there is dongus. Which I yeah, know you're right. I don't in, need to see this. Initially, uh, immediately torpedo any movie with dongus. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, then last night we went and saw the new Studio Ghibli movie in theater, The Boy and the Heron. I don't know if any of that shits on your radar, Jeff. Heron? What is I a heron? Just Jeff. That word. Heron. What's no, fish? Right? H e r n. That's a herring. What's a heron? Heron. A female hero. <laughs> 
<laughs> you think I know what herring means? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what this word is. Heron? H-E-R-O-N. I'll give you another hint. It's an animal. What kind of animal? I fucking, I have no idea. <laughs> that didn't help me as much as maybe you thought it was going to. <laughs> I mean, take a shot in the dark. What kind of animal is a heron? Um, a bird. Oh, shit. Out of fucking left field. Yeah, it is a bird. Kind of similar to okay. like a crane or a pelican, kind of. So, are you familiar with any Studio Ghibli movies? No, Google it. I've never heard of that before in my life. Because I saw, I, I, when I looked it up on Letterboxd, I saw your brother Bill had already gone to see it. So, he might have went with his girlfriend or something. Maybe she's in the Studio Ghibli's. It's 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 essentially like the Disney of anime. It's like Japanese Disney. So I don't know if you know Totoro, but Totoro is uh, a Studio Ghibli thing and Spirited Away. Those are like the two biggest ones, I suppose. Um, so the the guy who made like the the big heavy hitters of that studio, um, Hayao Miyazaki, retired. And then came out of retirement to make one more movie, which was this. So film nerds were going nuts about it. And like those movies, even though they are like the Japanese Disney, they don't downplay to kids. Like they're fucking weird. Some of them are PG-13 and have like violence and blood in them and stuff. So they're, they're heavy for, for kids' movies. And they tend to be like a little bit more dramatic. And there's not something silly happening on screen every five seconds. But they're cool. They're really fucking cool. And I've been pumped for this one for a while. And Carl and I were a little disappointed. And from what I saw, Bill also was as well. He scored it on Letterboxd? Yeah. Yeah, we gave it the same score. We sucked three heron dicks. It, I mean, it had all the, you know, the usual things that make a Studio Ghibli movie. The, I mean, the animation was beautiful. It was weird. It had a lot of imagination. It just took a while to get going. And then when it did, you kind of didn't care all that much. I don't know. It was fucking weird. Like, it's getting really good critic reviews. It's getting really good audience reviews. But for some reason, myself... Carl, Bill, and I think I even saw Alex Wilson didn't like it either. Didn't hit with us for some reason. I mean, I had good... It's saying something if Alex doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I can't really explain it. It just... It didn't have it for me. So yeah, three... Three heron dicks. I will suck three, three weird, curly, corkscrewed bird dicks it was kind of funny watching people getting constantly covered in bird shit in the movie though I will say I enjoyed that aspect 
Well, anyway, so this is going to be our last show of the year. I'm going to be going back I was back wondering east. about that. Yeah, I'm going back east on Saturday. Saturday morning. Because I'm trying to spend, you know, I don't get to see my dad's side of the family all that much. So I'm going to go spend some time with them and some time with my, my mom in Jersey. And hopefully Dom and Shuddy for a little bit. Get weird. Put some Molly in each other's butts. We can <laughs> hope. We can only hope. So this will be the uh, the last show of the year. But man, I feel like if you're jonesing next week, rewatching that Jeff trying to choke down fish should scratch the mitches. I think I might even watch that again next week. Jesus Christ. It's fucking gross, honestly. It was so bad. I'm just happy that people were satisfied by that because I really wanted to take a bite, but I couldn't couldn't get it down. You did more than enough, Jeff. It was very entertaining. Are you you going back east at all for Christmas or are you staying, staying out here? Staying out here, probably going to have, I don't know, Paul Paul will definitely be over. We might go to um, my brother's girlfriend's, but I don't know, maybe not. Maybe just, uh, hopefully, just chill and watch sports somewhere. I mean, that's definitely what's going to be happening. Dude, I gamble so much during the holidays. It's fucking crazy. And they're offering more sports games for me to gamble on, so I'm just... Just pretty much gambling from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. And that's not how it usually is? That's different? Um, Well, there wasn't. The NFL has recently moved into the NBA. Um, Well, the NBA's lane, which is Christmas. For pretty much my whole childhood and most of my adult life, the, um, the NBA had... Christmas and the NFL had Thanksgiving, but a couple years ago, the NFL said, fuck that. We want Christmas too. So I think they're doing three Christmas games this year and there's five NBA games. So that's at least eight bets right there. So I love the, I love the holidays, but yeah, I'm probably just going to be chilling and watching sports with my family. Is there any part of you, maybe your butthole, that puckers up knowing how much gambling is on the horizon and just how much damage it's possible of doing. Well, I don't look at it like that. Unfortunately, I look at it as just possibly winning. See, you see a bank account is half empty. I see it as half full. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, shit. I hope, you, what you, a, you, I hope you, you have a Christmas miracle, Jeff. Fuck. How, how long are you going to be out there for? Uh, just under two weeks. Damn. And is Carl going out with you the whole time or only part of it, right? Yeah, she'll only be out, out there with me for the first week. But, you know, we're going to hit NYC a little bit. Um, and she's also never been to Jersey. 
And I think, like everybody else who's never been to Jersey, she thinks it's going to be, you know, a bunch of situations and schnookies and Tony Sopranos. She won't get that lucky. Just shimming around going, get over here. And all that shit. Um, so I'm trying to find some Jersey activities to show that it's not all that bad. And the only thing I've come up with is uh, a diner. So really that's all you've come up with no i mean we're gonna gonna go to that ultra mall that one by giant stadium metlife stadium and you mean american dream yeah that one yeah we're gonna do that um but outside of that it's like yeah we'll go there and and go to the new york city and then uh, uh, maybe shuddy will come over and that's the best I've been able to do. So yeah, maybe you guys are right. I'm, maybe Jersey does suck ass. I'm planning on making multiple trips, I think. Nice. I, I want to come out and meet Carl. And then there will definitely be a trip the week after because. So I'm I'm hoping to come out a couple of times. And Shuddy. Your birthday will be happening. My birthday will be happening. Yes. Shuddy boy. You're here. Burn, born the same day as, as Jeebus. Christmas baby. Some might say I'm better looking, but that would be blasphemous for me to say. Well, it's a good thing you didn't say it then. I know, right? <laughs> Jeff, I just remembered. Are you going to continue your tradition of dropping acid on Christmas? That wasn't a tradition. That was a one-off scenario. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to do acid on Christmas. What a coward! I can get some though. What a coward! I should do hallucinogens, dude. This dispensary <laughs> that I go to, and um, this dispensary I go to, they have this special for. They have mushroom specials every week. But their special this week is buy any mushroom product, get the second for $5. It's a hell of a deal. That's pretty ballsy to be advertising that you sell mushrooms. Well, they're illegal throwing through anyway, so. I'm still kind of curious as to how that exists, you know? Do they get... All right, so I've been on like... I feel like a drug dealer's, um, whatever, um, guest list or what's the word for it? Whatever. I've been like on this, uh, tech service for years. So the first one of these that I went to, the same company is running the tech service or same drug dealers running the tech service was near my old apartment in Hermosa. Then it got shut down and it went to a place in Carson then it got shut down again and went to a place in Torrance. I recently went, or excuse me, it went to another place in Torrance and I went there this past week and it was closed. And I guess they got, they got rolled on again. But as I got out of my car, cause I, I like to go at night because there's, that's when there's these great happy hour specials. As I go to my, as I, as I get out of my car, and walk towards the the, the um, dispensary, which has been closed up. A couple cars 
drive up to me and like, oh yeah, we got shut down. We're at this other place. And they gave me a flyer. And now it's at this, like, I think the sixth location since I started with going to these guys like four or five years ago. Man, that's and crazy just, that they keep having backup locations ready to go. It's like it's like um like porn chicks with backup Instagram accounts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's a very it's a very good comp. So that essentially they just get and they're all like in like these office parks or warehouse parks or whatever, and just these kind of shitty locations, but they get probably rolled on once every like six months and they just relocate but yeah they do mushrooms which is pretty sweet i (laughs) I haven't even bought any from them but it is it is good to have that option yeah all right well being that we're gonna take a little bit of time off for the holidays take a little christmas break maybe before we do should so we should check in with the puminati in a little segment we call voicemails yay let's see what these lovely humans in the puminati have to tell us all right let's see here where did we leave off? oh um oh wait there's two oh shit okay uh oh wait. guys pyro here yeah pyro uh, it's August 31st, so you'll probably get around to this in 2024 long after the competition. Is over. Ah, snuck Oops. it in. Over. But anywho, no, really. I mean, if you don't want to increase your activity, cutting calories is the best. But, you know, I've always preferred the method of, like, I have a job where I walk like 17 miles a day. So to maintain weight, I have to eat like 4,000 calories a day. Okay. What job has you walking 17 miles a day? Postman. Yeah. They get those little cars. Or somebody with a warehouse job that just has to hoof it. I I don't know. 17 miles. That's a lot of walking. Sound. Well, let's see what I did today. We're about to get a shuddy flex, ladies and gentlemen. There's not a shuddy flex because all I did was work today. And according to this, it's not giving me, uh, it's giving me my steps, but not distance. Well, what are your steps? 6,000. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to pass ten thousand to be cool, Shuddy. No, I'm not that worried. I'm not trying to be cool. I was trying to see uh, if he has a job where he's on his feet a lot, walking. Found out of the ordinary to me. Yeah. Oh shit! That's all I was trying to say. A day, so I get to be my inner fat ass while keeping my exterior fat acid. But, you know, just a thought. Anywho, have a good one. Yeah, I think we're going to have to extend whatever the fuck contest we were pretending we were going to try and lose weight for. Cause, uh... Yeah, it's going to be a 2024 campaign. Yeah, check back in with us in 2026. Are we just award Shuddy the first half season like we did uh, <laughs> Queef or No Queef? 
Yeah, we might have to just take our lumps here, Jeff. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, no. This is more weight loss stuff. I feel like that was like, that's like such a kicking the hornet's nest thing is saying like, I think I'm going to lose weight. That will cause the most people to reach out and bombard you with, oh, man, you got to drink goat piss. No, 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 don't just listen to that guy drinking goat piss. That fucking makes you fat. You have to eat octopus shit. Everybody's eating octopus shit. Do it. If you don't eat octopus shit, you're an idiot. And you know what? I'm not going to eat octopus shit. I'm sorry. I would rather have dangly, triangle-shaped witch tits than eat fistfuls of octopus shit or whatever that fuck new fad is going on on Twitter. But, oh, it's Deep Voice Mike. Let's see what he has to say. Mad Scientist Party Hour. It's Mike in Missouri. Hey, just wanted to kind of chime in on your uh, weight loss competition. Super excited. Here we go. Guys. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that everybody's going to be losing a little bit of weight. Hopefully nope. everybody gets down to their goal weight. And nope. It's very successful. Um, you know, but we all know, um, as Jeff can attest to, the hardest part is keeping it off. So maybe consider adding a wrinkle to the competition um, that – after you have your end date sometime this fall or before the holidays, uh, but God, then maybe then like six months later, a check-in, a year later. He's and fucking a, Christ. Really... Yeah, Deep Voice Mike, I, I, I love that you gave us enough credit that we were going to lose weight anyway, let alone keep anything we lost off. Far too much credit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't make that mistake again. I'm sorry, Deep Voice Mike. You left that message in august and it's december and you could still titty fuck me not much has changed there's actually a couple different parts of my body that you could ball up and titty fuck so (laughs) yeah i got a few crevices you can fuck (laughs) yeah that's a bummer we're in, we're in bad shape here, here, Mike, but who knows? Maybe 2024 will be our year. Who knows? Not all of us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still down 12 pounds, so. All right. Well, show, off, Shuddy. show off Shuddy has defeated us. All right. Let's see what this human has to I'm say. I'm proud of him. Mad scientist party hour. What's going on, boys? It's Barnacle Dick Nick calling from <laughs> Vancouver. I had a little bit of. Barnacle dick? Barnacle dick. Barnacle dick. Nick. (laughs) Man. Rough name. Rough name. The other week, and I figured I'd give you guys a call because it's definitely in the (laughs) Puminati wheelhouse. I work the night shift. I wake up early. I'm heading down to the States to go pick up a package with my wife and kid. And I had a little bit, you know, I had to take a shift before I left the house, but I kind of faded. I'm running on like four and a half, five hours of sleep forget about it take off cruising down the highway and i throw some chewing tobacco in and crack a bang energy well within about 20 seconds of doing that i had a shit so bad i could fucking taste it (laughs) oh yeah i mean i threw it out there on a recent episode that my uncle used to call like when you had uh your morning smoke and coffee call that lube in the hole because it was a guarantee you were going to take a shit afterwards so I can only imagine what chewing tobacco and a bang energy is going to do to your anus. But 
Yeah, you were playing with fire there, my friend. Holy shit. I'm flying down the highway, 180, you know, finally find an exit because I'm in the farmland. And when I find the exit, I know there's a gas station Mickey D's there. So I blow through a light, get stuck at the next light, get stuck behind a semi, finally make it to the gas station, run in, shitters out of service. Oh. Run back into the car at this point. I got sweat pouring off my brow. I'm white knuckling the steering wheel, like about to fucking shit my pants. Run into Mickey D's. The men shitter out of service. Women's is good to go. I'm like a cop serving a search warrant. Bang, through the fucking door into the women's shitter. Get in there. Just absolutely fucking dust the porcelain and get my wife <laughs> in there to stand guard with my kid so I can make like a bandit when I'm done with my business without running into any broads. Get out of there. <laughs> Cruise, all good to go. Then a couple days later, I'm at work, and it fucking happened. I ended up sharting my pants at the beginning of my shift. A fucking penguin and then across the shop to go back to the change room <laughs> and deal with this. And one of my buddies starts wrestling with me on my way there. I fucking lose it on him, tell him to go fuck himself. Get in there, quickly change my ginch. Which luckily I had a spare pair in my locker. Working in Vancouver gets pretty wet. So sometimes you get soaked right through. So I Yeah, especially if you're sharding all the time. Spare pair in there, change my ginch. Grab some wet wipes from the car and it's good to go. Uh, thought you boys liked that story. Keep up the good work and have a good one, boys. Is he throwing out some sort of Canadian terminology by calling his underpants a Grinch? Did you hear him say that like twice in that call? I did not. No. You know, so I, had I didn't a, pick up on that on that Canadian slang. I threw out my 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 Grinch and then I had a spare Grinch in my locker. I don't know. I, I never heard that one before. But yeah, I mean, sharding and then having an interaction with a human while you're trying to clean up the evidence. Unfortunate. And I've also been, so the last two times I spent the weekend at Carl's place, on my way home, in the middle of it, it's I go from being perfectly fine and then a split second later, anus pains from how bad I have to shit. <laughs> and it's always like a, a photo finish of me making it to my toilet and pooping into it. And him saying like, yeah, I was flying down the road because I had to take a shit. I'm doing like 180. I've definitely... It's caused me to drive faster. And then I've always thought like, oh, fuck, if I get pulled over and I have to shit this bad... Like getting pulled over is very time consuming. Like they always they always make you sweat and they sit in their car for a while before they even come over and knock. And then they yeah, they yell at you or they tell you what you did wrong or whatever and then they take your shit and then they go back to their car for a while. I feel like if I'm in that scenario, like a poo emergency, and I get pulled over, I'm giving it immediately. I am taking a full dump in my pants. And then I'm hoping that maybe the cop will smell it, and I'll be like, do you smell what just happened? I literally shit my pants. That's why I was going fast. It was so bad. Like, it was hurting me, and I knew getting pulled over was going to add, like, 20 minutes to me getting home. Not going to make it. I shit myself, dude. Please. I throw myself at the mercy of the police force. <laughs> I'm a grown man who just shit his pants. Have I suffered enough?
and see if maybe that would get like I feel like you guys never hit the same level of poo emergency that I do. I do. I just uh I just play poop chicken and I'm pretty close to my toilet. But I, mean, I, I don't know. I haven't I've lived a pretty sedentary lifestyle since the pandemic. You know, I don't really leave Long Beach very often, so I'm not in a, a poop risk zone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You never you really mean, leave commuting, the splash zone. You're commuting you're commuting to Culver City every now and then you get stuck in traffic. That's bad news. Or on the way back, especially it's probably way worse on the way back because you're holding it before you leave Carl's and you're just like, all right, I'm just going to hurry up and get home. And sometimes it's really tough to hurry up in LA traffic. Yeah. Cause I feel like not all poos are created equal. Like you get that tingling in your buttocks and you're like, all right, uh, poop is imminent. But like sometimes an hour goes by and you're still at the same level. Like, yep. Feels like I got a, a turd in my ass. Although sometimes your spidey sense starts tingling. And then 10 minutes later, you're holding your ass cheeks together, sprinting to the bathroom. So you never know what you're going to get. Life is kind of like um, a poo-packed anus. You never know what you're going to get. Could be a clean break. Could be one of those awesome dumps where you poo real quick, and then you wipe and you look at the teepee, and it's like the first snowfall of December. No doo-doo stains whatsoever. You're like, whoo, love those. Or you get a wipe in and the entire perimeter of the TP is covered in clay. Some even gets on your hands and it's terrible. I feel like maybe it's age. Maybe the older I get, the more urgent my poo is. I don't have that buffer zone anymore. My ass is like, I have to shit. Did you hear me? I have to fucking shit. Well, you'd have a little better control over your your anus if you weren't getting railed in it all the time. <laughs> wow. I mean... <laughs> Shots fired. I just don't understand. Like, with all the driving around that I do for work, I hold my poops quite frequently. Wow, and Zoom and... just gave you a thumbs up for some reason for that. Oh, because I was... My hand looks like a thumbs up right now. But if we remember, they have never shit myself. That's what Zoom says about it. <laughs> you got a fireworks display? <laughs> yeah, well. We all can't be as cool as Shuddy Boy. Me and Barnacle Dick Nick. <laughs> all right, let's do... I feel like we got time for one more. Let's see what this human would like to say. I uh, just wanted to call and fucking say that uh, I left, or I, that's it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, now it's going to be one of those voicemails where you make fun of me. All right. You got that right. I just signed up for the fucking Patreon as a Father's Day gift to myself, and fucking, I couldn't be more fucking satisfied with it. Uh, obviously, public speaking is my fucking strong suit, but anyways, I love you guys. Keep up the fucking good work. Glad I'm on top of fucking Mount Voicemail. Fucking super happy with the fucking Patreon. If you don't have the Patreon, you should uh, you should fucking definitely get it. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Nice. Thank you, friend. 
Always good to hear from a satisfied customer. Yeah, dude. What was the uh, shout out or the praise? What was I have your... a fragile eagle, so I need it. Jeff, what was your, speaking of our Patreon, what was your most recent snack attack? Oh, was it the um, the banana bread Pop-Tarts? Yeah. I know you're still working on posting the uh, the smart food one, but. Yeah, it was a banana bread Pop-Tarts. Yeah. I mean, now that we have collections up there and you can see everything subdivided, I think there's like over 200 snack attacks up on Patreon. Yeah, and I'm Just certainly kidding. wearing it. uh well i mean shit if you'd like to throw your homies at msph a christmas present this year check out our patreon patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour it is the gift that keeps on giving so we get a gift and you get a gift it's a win fucking win and uh i mean just just give it a shot. If you've never tried it before, give it a shot and watch that Sir Stroming bonus footage. Cause that got that got quite a reaction out of people as well. Terrible. Almost as much as the main, the main one. Now I'm I was I was honestly like really nervous when I went out a few days later and I smelled the the balcony and it still reeked. I was like, oh fuck. That like I, sp- I went out there and I spent like 45 minutes cleaning and it still stunk. And I was like, it's in fucking, this is in nature's hands now. Like, if you took a fish out of the ocean and just fucking wrung it out like a dirty dish rag on the ground, how long is that ground really going to stink for? It's not going to stink for an eternity, right? Like, at some point, my balcony has to stop smelling like a butt, a dirty butt. Well, it'd have to rain and get wet and wash away. Like the issues is the would be the this really happen often. Yeah, the fish oil sticking around. Although we are supposed to, California is supposed to get a brutal devastation from El Nino. Supposed to be another bad one, so I'm actually excited about another rainy season. Are we actually getting rain? Supposedly, supposedly we're supposed to have another. Crazy, cold, rainy winter. Hmm. But whatever. Hey, uh, but yeah, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. We do a bonus show there every week. So, I mean, I think, fuck, I think that's seven years. Does that sound right to you guys? Seven yeah. years of Patreon, seven years of content is all up there, and then the well, ten- we don't count like the first five years. <laughs> no, I count them. Uh, I feel like two years ago is when our content started to get really good over in Patreon land. Well, who knows? Potato, potato. I know you don't like mashed potatoes, Shuddy. So I'm sorry for bringing that up. Sore subject. <laughs> but um, I I think you will enjoy it. There's some good shit on there. And then if you get on the $10 tier, it's all the specialty shows, which there are fuckloads of. Tons and tons of stuff. And it'll definitely keep you busy if you need a, an escape from the family this, this holiday season. Shit can be overwhelming. You might need to sneak away from the folks or the screaming kids and hide in a closet, pretend you're pooping, and... 
perhaps consume a queef or no queef or two. But hey, just offering it up as uh, as a, as a service. Just trying to help. Just trying to help. No pressure. No pressure. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff Bar Records. And at MSPH Podcast. And at John Cooper Movie. And if you would like to see the show, youtube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Like and subscribe, please. Pretty please. And if you are into gambling, it sounds like Jeff is about to do some serious long dicking of the gambling game. And I'm sure you can hear all about it on Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Yeah, I'm right. NFL Week 15 coming up. I'm doing uh, pretty routine, we'll say three times a week, breaking down the NBA um, daily card, shooting for Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So check that out. I'll kick bets. Anywhere you get podcasts. And thank you all. Thank you all in the Puminati. Thank you guys so much for making an incredible year for us. 2023 had its ups and downs, but it mostly kicked ass because of you guys. And being Uh, that it's big, thank you. Being that it's kind of like mid December right now, that means we have passed the MSPH Poo anniversary. And this podcast has existed for 13 years now. Pretty fucking wild. Our podcast. Now a teenager. Yeah, it's officially too old for R. Kelly to date. MSPH. So. Right now, R. Kelly's best. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for keeping us around. Shout out to everybody who supports us on the Patreon, keeping us afloat. And I uh, hope you guys all have a great Christmas, great Hanukkah, happy holidays, and a happy new year. And until next time. Something. Skippity bee bop, a boopity doo. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Well, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Join video. Ooh. Ooh shit. Oh, look at the haircut on this motherfucker. That was looking like shit for a while there. Oh. Looking good. You too, buddy. I like the uh, festive (laughs) Santa Claus hat. I'm a soft three. I think I was talking about how I look at a zero to 10. I'm just happy that I use soft instead of hard because it <laughs> just <laughs> that adjective, it's just, it's a slight difference, but it, it does, it does matter immensely. Oh yeah. It's important. As <laughs> in I get bigger or better. <laughs> I get bigger, the hornier I get. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we shouldn't save that one. Uh, I was uh, telling Shuddy before you jumped on, I was talking about the most recent snag attack that I did that I'm still kind of editing. Which one's that? Uh, with, a, with a one seed from the old snack bracket. Oh. But 
Doritos nacho cheese smart food. Have you seen these or tried them? I haven't. And I'm guessing you haven't. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah. I, already, I, I just tried them before, before we uh, connected. And epic. Man, that's that's interesting because I've I've tried a lot of the different variations that smart food throws out there. And it's always just every time I'm like, yeah, stick to the original. That's fair. I think the white cheddar original are better than these, but they're still epic. That those are really good. Yeah, I think they put. Yeah, out I don't think sense. anybody is dis- is trying to claim that those Doritos ones are better than the OG. No, no. I just mean like are, I, I tried their what are, what are they called the the buffalo. They had like a buffalo one once, and I tried it, and I was like, mm, smart food, please. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. <laughs> That's a classic. Oh, shit. Let me grab my water real quick. I don't know why, but Sha- Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley were singing the uh, TLC waterfalls before, like, a TNT NBA broadcast went to went to commercial, and they like forgot the words. I was like, well, "How do you forget the words of that song?" And I'm someone who fucks up the lyrics on most things, but I, I think I'd be all right with uh, TLC waterfalls. Might even make it a karaoke song. Man. You got to have like the music video playing in the background where the dude just fucking dies of AIDS out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, if if you were paying attention to the music video, you saw it coming. <laughs> That's such a fucking weird lesson. Well, I mean, AIDS was a big thing in the 90s. You're not going to disagree with that, right? Uh, No. I believe that's a true statement. It's pretty much before COVID. Probably uh, not as big. COVID, COVID really took over the uh, the headlines during its heyday. But AIDS had a, like a longer run. Oh yeah. I mean, that would have been. Nah, never mind. What are you going to say? Come on. No, I was Get a little Republican. No, 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 no. It, wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was actually maybe maybe a dash of Republican, but <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking to myself, like, how cringy it would have been if they revisited Waterfalls and reworked the lyrics for COVID stuff. <laughs> but then oh, I was like, man. I was, I was like, well, they can't really do that because Left Eye's dead. <laughs> sure, yeah. Who did you um who did you have a biggest crush on out of TLC? Cuz I feel like I zigged where everybody zagged and I was all about Chili. I thought she was so hot. I mean they were all beautiful. But... I think I think Chili was 
the best looking of them as well. I thought of like, uh, was it T-Boz? Yeah. Was that her name? Yeah. I think she was my favorite. Is that the, is that what, is that like the consensus number one pick? I would say it's either T-Boz or Left Eye. I mean, they were all babes. But I don't know. Chili, Chili was always my favorite. Left Eye had a little bit of a crazy streak. Yeah, and that only worked to her advantage in the rankings. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you guys. I also like Chili. Yeah, I'm like I'm refreshing. I, I remember what uh, Left Eye Lopez looked like, but I, I I confused the other two. But yeah, to your point, they are they were all minx minxes. Man, a very rare MSPH moment where the the Triforce is in alignment, and we've we've all pressed our buttholes together to make a trifecta of power. How awesome would it be if we can go back in time and triple date those dames? <laughs> yeah, when when we were fucking ten. No, no, no. We take a time machine now. Oh, so we're just like. Adults, <laughs> forty-year-old Kevin Kraft spitting game to. I'll give you chili, and I'll give I'll give Shuddy T-Boz. Actually, you guys can argue over him. I'm I'm cool with Left Eye. I know she's a little crazy, but supposedly it's the crazy ones that could I can fuck. <laughs> yeah, we all we all step out of the time machine. Jeff looks down his pants, like, oh no, my penis is the same as it was in '94. <laughs> my penis. I don't get like the memo. that joke. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to fuck T-Boss with this? Hey, I'm a soft three. <laughs> oh, I am a necrophilia. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's you're really using I, my words against me today. I guess that means you're taking left eye. <laughs> I already planned on it, but yeah, it does make it official, huh? <laughs> I guess she burned down Andre Ryzen's house that one time. Yeah. Yep. He was a care, uh, football player? Yeah, he was a yes. baller back in the day. But Man, I'm a fucking sports genius. Yeah, they're from Atlanta. I think they were dating when he played for the Atlanta Falcons. Should have burned his fucking house down. If a member of TLC burns down your house, do you think that falls within the parameters of insurance? I just got left-eyed. You guys help me out? Ooh, sorry. We don't cover left-eye incidents. I think it would have to, right? I'd imagine Don't so. you? Uh, I mean... They always find ways there to isn't like a, There's got to be like some sort of arson in it. Like, uh, you, you have that type of, I think you have to carry that type of insurance. Oh, really? So most people usually waive that because they're not worried about their house being burned down. Yeah, you definitely need to have like arson. Well, I, I don't know. I, let's see. Let's a quick Google search. Did insurance cover when left eye? Burnt. The fuck out of here. This can't be right. Is this the internet fucking me? So I'm looking up T Boz's um Wikipedia page and who she's 
you know, who she's married to and who she's linked to. I guess her her husband is Matthew Lawrence as of 2022. You know, Joey, Joey Lawrence's brother, the Woe guy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's so fucking random. She married Woe guy's brother? Not even Woe guy? No. Yikes. No. Chili is with Matthew Lawrence. No! What did I say? T-Boz. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. I said T-Boz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chili. Man, if only I had known she was into generic failure white guys. I mean, <laughs> he had roles in Mrs. Doubtfire and Boys Meet, Boy Meets World. Were you into Boy Meets World, Kevin, or that, were you too old for that? Um, I don't think I was too old, and I did... I did try because I was a fan of the savages being that, um, you know, I grew up loving wonder years and the wizard. And I would say for a couple decades, little monsters was my favorite movie ever made featuring both savages. So it was like right there in my wheelhouse, but I don't know. I never, Never consumed me, I suppose. Hmm. What What about you guys? Were you guys both into Boy Meets World? It Boy Meets World right. was my shit. I didn't care. You know, I just liked watching TGIF is really. Yeah, but to me, that was the headliner. What What, what, what did you like of TGIF that wasn't Boy Meets World? Was I think it... I liked Step by Step more. Yeah. Another banger. I'm not gonna complain about that. Was step by step, day by day. Yeah. Oh, you know it. Um didn't that also have um Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was Snick. Ah, was Saturday. God damn it. And that was Nickelodeon. What was TGIF? TGIF uh, ABC? ABC, yeah. And the good old days, you know? <laughs> the good old days. TGIF. Oh, boy. Yeah, dude. I don't really... I mean, I 100% remember TGIF being a thing. But I think Step by Step is the only show I remember from TGIF. Is that fucked up? Full House, Family Matters, Boy Meets World. Really? Those all counted? Yeah, they were all Friday night ABC. I did not know that. Holy shit. Family Matters used to kick ass. I love that show. So let's see. The shows were... Man, I was really woke as a kid. How was that woke? <laughs> I like... I like Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Those are my favorites. So when we started, it was when it really started running, it was Full House, Family Matters. Uh, Perfect Strangers. Wow. I didn't know it went back that far. Balky Is that Bar- Bronson Pichon? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was 90 to 91. In the win- fall and winter, it was... So, 
fall, winter, 1990 to 1991. It was Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, Going Places. Then... I, I real will, quick, Shuddy, I, I snuck a um, Perfect Strangers joke into John Cooper, and nobody got it on, on in, the, <laughs> in the cast and crew. That was like, ooh, yeah I, yeah. I went full old man, didn't I? And they were like, yep. And I was like, you know what? It'll be in there. It's an Easter egg for all my fellow senior citizens to laugh at. And then yeah, dinosaurs replaced Family Matters in the spring. Family Matters went to the nine o'clock hour, and then something called Baby Talk. Baby Talk. That's why does that sound familiar? It was based on Look Who's Talking. Oh well, there you go. My favorite. Tony Danza did the baby's voice. George Clooney was in it. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> And then 91, 92, it went Family Matters, Step by Step. They tried a very, they tried baby talk in various places. But the one that we probably are most familiar is Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep. I definitely remember that. I feel like that's what they were parodying in, um, Funny people, when Jason Schwartzman gets a job on a TV show called Yo Teach. <laughs> uh, with Holly Robinson, who was a missile at that stage. Oh, yeah. Babasaurus Rex. Didn't she... Wasn't she with the uh, old Eagles quarterback, Ronnie Pete? Right? I think she... As far as I know, she still is Holly Robinson Pete. She is. No shit. Oh, that's why they've been married since 1995 and have four kids. Woo! That's lovely. (laughs) Oh boy, let's see. Where the fuck are we? Um, share my buttons. Her own row. Suck on my dick. All right, um, can I have record poor Michon? Nope. You rap bastard. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Recording in progress. Okay. (laughs) You say, fellas, you want to do the damn thing? You know what, Jeff? Let's fucking do this damn thing. In Los Angeles, California, we have the Mad Scientist Party Hour. 